Hiya, welcome to another episode of Being Real with Cherie. Trust you're happy, you're healthy, your home is nice and cozy, you have peace in your home, that if you're an entrepreneur, your business is thriving, if you are an employee, uh, your your co-workers, you know, are, are you're on good terms, uh, your boss is pleased with your work, and everything good, basically. So... On today's episode, I want to talk about a very real subject matter, uh, and it's about friendship, and um, it's quite uh, relevant to me, and as we go through the podcast, I'll uh, expound more on it, but what do you think about when you think about friend? I know many of you are going to think about your bay, your your day one, your soulmate, your BFFFFF, and uh, your brethren, or your, 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 you know, all sorts of terminologies. So I did a quick, um, just definition, I looked up a quick definition of who a friend is, and uh, it says a friend is a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. So usually there's something that connects both persons or multiple persons uh, that they call a friendship, that they develop a friendship, sorry. So just, uh, I've realized that um, this is one of my most honest podcasts, y'all. Pray for a girl, pray for me. <laughs> yeah, but um, I realize it's, it's not very easy for me to form and to uh, maintain friendships and um. It's just been on my mind, and as I've always said in my other podcasts, I do this when I really feel led to do so, yeah? So let's get into it. So these may or may not relate to you, listener, but uh, I hope it gives some insight, all right? So the first type of friendship that I want to look at is a forced friend, and um, as the name suggests, it, you know, it's a friendship that's formed because maybe the person is a family friend or a mutual friend of your friend or yeah so basically it's forced um the benefit or the pro of having such a forced friend is the convenience yeah you're in the same space working every day um so you just kind of begin to talk about you know mutual things everyday life what are you doing hi bye that sort of thing but the downside to that is, as the name suggests, it, it feels forced. Uh, it doesn't feel very natural. So you may get a lot of tension with this type of friendship. Then there's that forever friend. You have a lifelong bond with this person. Um, you may not see the person for years upon years. And when you see them, even after 10 to 15 years, it's like there was just a five-minute gap. You, you you begin talking and catching up, and it's just amazing. But the downside to such friendships is that you live separate lives, really. So they're not constantly around. They may not know the daily happenings, but when you do get together, it's like you guys never parted. Then you have the unreliable friend. These people, they're like an excuse mill like a factory line of excuses. Um, they're always late. They're always busy. They're never around for you, really. 
The good thing about having these unreliable friends is that you can always have a plan B. Hey, it works. Yeah, because these people are so unreliable. You can actually do what, <laughs> do what you need to do for yourself. Okay, you, you plan to meet this person for lunch. They're going to say they're running late or they had other plans. They forgot, whatever. Just have your plan B there. You had something you needed to get done. Go get that thing done. Yeah. So that's the benefit of having that friend. And the downside, of course, you feel hurt. You know that this is what the person's about. Unreliability is their middle name. But each time they let you down, you do feel hurt. We're humans, aren't we? And then there is a friend of, friend of, I would want to use the term enemy because, yeah. But friend of someone who dislikes you then. So they're basically a mutual friend of yourself and somebody who doesn't particularly like you. And may have tried to, you know, do various things to you or whatever. So the benefits of this kind of friendship. Hey, because this, this, this podcast is about positivity, isn't it? About the, the bright side of the dark side. Yeah. So the benefit of having that friend who's friend of somebody who doesn't like you is you'll never get tired of talking about yourself, providing updates. They'll always be there with a willing ear. But guess what? The downside is all that updates, you know, is going to be fed <laughs> to the third person. So that person is going to be able to keep toe to toe with you, know your next move. So just be careful with what you tell these kind of friends. And then you have friends that become lovers. Ooh, cue the heart emojis. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess that's similar to how, you know, I met my Mr. J. Um, whilst before, I think before I went to university, because, you know, you guys, I love to pray and all that. So I pray about everything. And I remember praying and asking God for a friend. I didn't pray, oh, God, said my husband and no no I wasn't like that I was just so devout and everything I was just like I want a friend that you know we grow together and um we just a good friend to be with me get me through university and you know somebody mutual and all these things and yeah that's how Mr. J came to be um the benefit of these kind of friends is even though you have disagreements, you still have your friend. And um, I remember my mom, may her soul rest in peace, she always said that it's good when um, even your spouse, let's branch off a little bit, when you're friends with your spouse, because it's not every day you're going to wake up really feeling in love with the person, or even if you have a disagreement, you may, you know, it's not going to be all lovey-dovey, okay? We've got tensions and are going to rise at times and everything, but guess what? It can always just depend on that friendship. Um, the downfall is you may lose your other friends in the process because they realize, okay, this person used to be your, your friend, but now they're more than your friend. And then they're going to look at themselves and say, hey, I'm your friend. So that means that the other person or that has become two in one has become your friend and, and possibly leading to be your spouse. So you're going to lose other friends in the process as you spend more time with one person. So just recognize that and then you have new friends meaning you've met them recently and are in the forming stages so you kind of get to know the person like okay yeah she likes Chinese food but I hate it I like 
um, Indian cuisine, that sort of thing, you know. The, the pro is, you know, you're going to get to go a lot of places because you're trying to figure out if the friendship is compatible. So, yes, you're going to get to go maybe to the movies or wherever, or to the park, and you're going to realize, okay, I don't like that thing, and that person's going to realize they don't like when you do that thing and that sort of thing. So just bear in mind that this kind of friendship is, is not guaranteed and the certainty is, is just not there. So another downfall is it may crumble under pressure. And in this age of COVID and everything and just how the world is going, nothing is really guaranteed. So these kind of friendship can fizzle as fast as they are formed. Then you have your virtual friends. Um, you can meet in friendship apps. The benefit of this is uh, you can find a friend with a click, with a swipe. And... Uh, the downfall is that if you eventually meet up with these people, you may realize it's not the same as talking to them online. I hope you're taking notes. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, uh, I just, you know, the Lord has inspired me and, and this, just open up the type of friendships that exist. The good, the bad, and the ugly, yeah. Moving on. You have the monologue friend. These... um. Friendship are not based on any specific time span. You can know them. You could have known them your whole life, or known them a week, but you get to realize that guess what? They know everything about you, the latest happenings with you, and you probably don't even know their real name. You don't know where they live. You don't know what they do. Um, the benefit you always have somebody to talk to if you're into that sort of thing. There's always somebody to listen. But guess what? The downfall. You don't feel a connection when you truly realize what's been happening and that you, you've been pouring out, pouring out, watering this friendship, the seeds of friendship. And then you realize the person is just standing there watching you plant, watching you sow the seed and just, just looking at you really, doing everything. Um, so you may not feel that connection anymore. And uh, you may begin to distrust this person. Like, what do they have to hide? Why don't they trust me to um impart anything to let me know anything about them then you have the friends who become family they bond with you and your family the benefits of course they can hang out with you anywhere if you're going to church you can come to church um if you're out with your family your family's cool with them coming along because basically they're family too the downfall is you've gained an extra sibling and you're stuck with them <laughs> So if you don't get along well with your siblings and they're just constantly in your ears, just look at this friend as always being there in your ears. And then you have the friends for adversity. They're supportive and they're helpful whenever you're in a problem, when you're, whenever you're in a rut. If you need somebody to dig you out of a problem, just call this person, just text this person, they're right there for you. Right, they can often empathize and they're so willing to help. I don't know if you guys have been blessed with such a friend, you know. Yeah, they're just always there for you when you have adversity. But guess what? <laughs> they're never there on a regular. You guys hardly speak. You know, you don't know the latest happenings with them. They don't know the latest happenings with you, but they're just that reliable. If you need them, they're always there. And then... You have the friendship that almost never was. Um, their initial impression of you and vice versa, how you saw them, 
you just didn't like the person, didn't like how they carried themselves, or you two flat out had an, a, a disagreement, an argument. Um, but they eventually grew on you. The benefit is you've probably seen that person at their worst at that initial meeting. But guess what? You've managed to love them. And the downfall being the first impression of them kind of always sticks with you, isn't it? They said the first impression is, is lasting. So even though you're friends with this person in the back of your mind, you can't, you're replaying like, did she really do that years ago? And how am I friends with this person? So you have to be careful. They come into a friendship. Um, I believe a friendship is, is, is equally important to the forming of a relationship. Probably even more in the sense that you have to really be compatible with the person and be willing to forgive, be willing to love, be willing to love the person at every stage. That's what a true friendship is, isn't it? And then you have the unlikely friendship, which forms literally out of thin air, out of nowhere. Whether you form the friendship, you're in an uh, online prior meeting and somebody private messages you with a message from the Lord. Or you're in the cash out line, checkout line, and you start to talk to the person in front of you and you realize you went to the same high school or something. So, yeah, these these friendships are just like probably divinely formed. And I don't know. I don't know how else to put it because they're just like forming thin air. This should encourage you, dear listener, that anything is possible. These kind of friendships really solidify that. Yeah that there is much greater things than we can see. But also, you may not see this person very often. They may not live in your area because, yeah, you just you just connected on some level and um, they may not be there for you as much. But, you know, you always have that person or you can always say, you know, I met this person spontaneously. Um. I think there's one that I left out, but I'll just try and add a bit. Uh, the friend, the co-worker friend. Okay, so many people have the theory that uh, you shouldn't form friendships with your co-workers. Um, you're just there to make the dough, to pay your bills and pass time for some people who don't need the bills to be paid because they already got it made. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, so... They basically advise against not having friends. But these people you probably spend most of your life with. Think about it. You're at work 9 to 5, 40 hours a week, 37.5 hours a week, whatever hours you work, plus overtime, right? You at least want to be civil with these people, isn't it? It don't, doesn't make sense to get up and you work in a warship. The ship might go down with all that turbulence on board, not even from outside. So the benefits of these friendships, of course, you see these people every day. Um, they're always there because unless they're, they've called out sick or gone on vacation. But the downfall is they always say don't mix business with pleasure. Um, so even if you guys have a disagreement, you still have to see the person. It's not like another friendship where if you follow, you, you, give, you get your space and you recoup. You, you, you reconcile or you, you part ways or whatever, you're always going to see these people. So just be mindful of what you share with them and what you guys do um, together, yeah? So just a few safety tips because, okay, 
I am not Gen Z. I, am I a millennial? I I don't know where I fall on the spectrum, to be honest. But yeah, I'm in my I'm in the 30s bracket. So in this day and age, being a professional and a mother and a wife and all of these things, yeah, making friends has not always been easy for me. Even before um, those role extensions occurred. So I have uh, used online friendship apps. I don't think anything is wrong with it. Um, this may not be for you, and that's okay, right? But I use reputable apps. I'm not promoting any apps. I won't call the names. Well, I'll just call one Bumble. But um, yeah, I'm not being sponsored or anything by these apps. But I don't use, I'd advise against like ratchet apps. And it starts with a T and ends in an R. I wouldn't use those apps for friendships because those are hookup apps, right? So if you're thinking about the whole friendship thing and all that, use something reputable because you uh, the app I mentioned previously that starts with a B, um, you know, professionals, local professionals who, you know, you have to verify your photo and there are a lot of safety measures. Not saying that you can't still be tricked on it, but... There are a lot of safety measures that are put on it. So, yes, I've met a few people. And um, just a few tips from my experience. If you uh, connect with somebody because um, you both have to select or swipe on these people uh, in order for you to be able to converse. You can see somebody and, and speak to them. They have to also want to speak to you. So, um, yeah, you can talk on all these things, but... Uh, and ensure you speak to somebody with a verified photo, right? The app ensures that it's the same person that you see that you're talking to. But I also took it a step further in that I, if you're going to meet these people, I'd suggest you do a video call to ensure the person in the photo is who you're going to see, right? You have to use wisdom at the same time, protect yourself. Um, also knowing that this, this digital age, just like how we can have... Um, church online and everybody's not a big advocate for that so it is you can meet friends online and I, I think if you have the right motive there's nothing wrong with that right but also in uh, meeting people online just know that people will ghost you initially and for those who don't know what ghosting means means they'll block you they'll leave the conversation um, later on in the conversation when you think you're okay this person is no you know uh, we have similar interests, they'll just leave for no reason or initially at the very beginning of the conversation. So if you don't like rejection on that level, I'd advise against it. And um, yeah, so those are my few tips. Um, if you have any other suggestions, you can hit me up, let me know. And I did say in my last podcast that I would provide an email address. Hmm. Still haven't gotten around to doing that. Right, um, moving along, with regard to li- uh, making friendships, I have a few life tips. Never sell yourself short to gain a friend. If you have to change how you look, if you have to change, um, you know, if it's not something positive and uplifting, like a good change, let's say that friend helps you beat an addiction. That's a positive change. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about you have to dress a certain way to fit in with the clique and the group. 
these things are so middle school or so primary school or so teenage. You know, we, we've moved past that. Don't sell yourself short. I don't think you're unworthy to be in a if, if If they reject you from their clique or their group, that's on them. They missed a great opportunity to meet a wonderful person, right? Whether it's at work, school, church, on the playground, wherever, at the gym, you know, never sell yourself short to be friends with somebody. And guess what? Don't engage in gossip, right? Let gossip not become your lifestyle. Because guess what? The same person you're gossiping about, that friend may become best friends the next day with that person. And who says they're that loyal to you that they're going to keep whatever, right? And it's not cool anyway to slander people. If you're not talking about them to uplift them or pray for them or, or encourage them, I don't see why we need to be talking about people, isn't it? Right? And um, really, this may sound... Uh, morbid or whatever i don't care um but it's the truth don't develop any sort of expectation from human beings where we're all made um we, we're subject to failure we can fail we can break promises we can break truces we can break vows you know if we're not loyal and, and honest right so don't beat yourself up about failed and feigned friendships and people who um, gossip about you, who are once your friends, who um, have spilled all the beans and, and, and broken your confidence in people. You know, these friends that I mentioned before, I, I've experienced all of these, all of these. And um, I'm constantly having to work on myself and... Um, not beat myself up about those who would rather slander you and uh, mistreat you and, and, and despise you than be a true friend. You just continue working on yourself, developing yourself and just moving past these things. And guess what? It takes the good Lord to really ha uh, allow you to have that forgiveness for those who have also hurt you, right? Because if you're not careful, that bitterness can override your good intentions and you become a miserable, uh, bitter person, right? And we don't want that. No, none of our, none of my wonderful listeners on this podcast is going to be a bitter person. Even if you are, we can, you know, the Lord can help you to change. All right, so if, if you find a friend and you see that friend is faithful and um, you get along and you know, you don't find much fault with them because everybody has faults. Everybody does something you don't like, right? If you find a friend like that, pray for them and, 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 and love them, you know, because there are a lot of truth breakers out there. There are a lot of um, fakers out there. There are a lot of haters out there. Um, but really cherish who God has placed in your life. And I'll just leave with two scriptures here. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. You know, I always have to go back to the manual because this is our life book here. It, it gives direction, talks about everything. It says, Proverbs 18, verse 24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Right? So that's the first thing. If you're going to have a friend, you have to be friendly. Not selling yourself short, but just being friendly. That's what the scripture says. And it continues by saying, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Hmm. I wonder who that is. 
right? Because think about it, your brother or your sister or your sibling is always in the house with you, is always there. So who can be closer than that? I think I know the person, his name starts with a J, five letters, and ends with an S. If you guess Jesus, ding, 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 correct, right? So Jesus is the ultimate friend when all other friends have walked through the door, when they've thrown their shoe at you, when they've betrayed you, cursed you, gossiped about you. Even when they're holding your hand and loving you, Jesus is still there. He's never left you. He's the best friend to have. And Luke 6 verse 31 says, And as he would do that men, sorry, and as he would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. So reciprocate love, reciprocate, uh, reciprocate care, generosity, um, understanding, empathy, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, even the fruit of the Spirit I'm throwing in there. Yeah, reciprocate it, man. Right? Um, let's, let's have friendships with a difference. And also, um, I urge you listeners, because I've been on the other side as well, and I've been ostracized and, uh, segregated and, and rejected, right? Be that friend that is inclusive, that loves the one that everyone gives up on. Be that friend who, I'm not saying to your own detriment and to, to, to suffer harm, no, but that person who sits alone at work, you know, why not invite them to your table or why not reach out to them? Somebody you see never around another person, just always by themselves. Don't assume that they want to be by themselves. But maybe, you know, life has dealt them a certain way. They, they just think they, they're not worthy of a friend. Be a friend to that person. You'll never know the life that you change, including your own. Right, so I, I hope this was a very informative and uh, inspiring episode about friendship. And I just want to say a quick prayer for you as we go. Lord, I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for this platform to inspire hope and to bring awareness, Lord, and to just um, uplift your people. Lord, even as we spoke about friendship today, I pray for those who have been on the, uh, been dealt the evils that friendships uh, can also bring, Lord, by those who are unfaithful, by those who are deceivers and liars, Lord, by those who secretly envy friends. We've seen it in the news, you know, how friends have led others to their demise. Lord, I pray that none of the listeners here would be that friend, and also they won't be dealt that same fate. Lord, we would use wisdom in our friendships, our oh God, and we would have the love of God, which is able to transform every life. Lord, and that you would just bless them, bless every area of our lives, Lord, our friendships and our relationships, that there be meaningful, oh God, interactions, Lord, not gossiping and slandering and tearing down of other people, but it would be friendships with a difference that can change our lives, that can change their lives, Lord, and change the world at large. Let there be love amongst us, Lord. Help us to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Bless them this week, Lord. Bless their homes, their families, and everything about them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Being Real with Cherie. 
I need to work on that contact so I can actually hear from you, listener, and what you think about this and uh, any questions, any feedback. But I thank you for your support and do share this podcast with your friends and yep, keep it happy, keep it uplifting. Take care.